Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. Stand up for your country. So breaking news uh, about Roe v. Wade abortion. Fascinating story. Of course, you're being misled in the extreme about the story, and we will not do that here. There is hysteria in the air, and that is the subject of the Talking Points memo. So I'm going to give you the big picture and then the likely outcome. All right. So um, the first thing is this story broke at 830 Eastern time last night. And the cable news people who were on a primetime scrambled. And of course, they had no blanking clue what really happened. But that doesn't stop them. So there's a lot of disinformation, misinformation, whatever you want to do. Call it uh, from the jump. So when the story broke, someone from inside the Supreme Court, most likely in the chambers of the three liberal judges, took a draft, all right, from Samuel Alito, one of the conservative judges, about the abortion case the Supreme Court is hearing right now. So Alito had written a draft, his opinion. Okay, on the subject. And we'll get into what the subject was in a moment. So that draft was taken because it's distributed to all nine judges, including Alito, who wrote it, obviously, but the other eight. And then somebody took it and sent it to Politico, which is an online news thing. And Politico put it right out. Now, that's never happened before. There's never been a leak at that level at the Supreme Court. And it threw everything into chaos because a draft is not a ruling, okay? It's just the way Alito is seeing it on May 2nd, not the way the final ruling will come down. But it's interesting. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So the first thing is the Supreme Court issues a statement, which I'm going to read to you right now. Quote, Justices circulate draft opinions internally as a routine and essential part of the court's confidential deliberative work. Although the document described in yesterday's reports is authentic, it does not represent a decision by the court or the final position of any member on the issues in the case, unquote. In addition, the Chief Justice, uh, John Roberts, uh, has ordered an investigation internally and the FBI will um, investigate externally about who leaked this draft. Now, do I have confidence that the FBI under President Biden will aggressively investigate this? No, I do not. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'd like to find out who did it. So here's what the case is all about that everybody's talking about. Nine states have already enacted restrictions on abortions. They are Arizona, Florida, Idaho, Indiana, Kentucky, Oklahoma, South Dakota, West Virginia, Wyoming. Okay, so these states and Texas is in there, too. Don't know how defined it is yet in Texas. They want to limit abortion to a certain time period because the medical science now says if we're going to do following the science, Joe Biden, okay, that the fetal heartbeat can be detected after five weeks of pregnancy and the fetus can feel pain at 12 weeks. That's the science, Joe Biden. So if you destroy a fetus after 12 weeks, 
that fetus feels pain. And if you say the fetus is not a human being, then how do you explain a heartbeat? Okay, the science. I love that. Don't you love that? All right. Now, because the nine states have put restrictions on abortion, time restrictions, the Planned Parenthood people, the abortion zealots, sue under the banner of Roe v. Wade, which the Supreme Court ruled allows abortion in the United States. That ruling was made in 1973. Okay, so... Therefore, the Supreme Court has to hear this lawsuit against the nine states that have put restrictions on abortion. That's what this is all about. Everybody understand that now? It's not about banning abortion. It's not about back alleys or hurting women. I mean, I guess you can make an argument that any restriction on abortion hurts some women, but I don't know if that's a legal argument. Anyway. So the Supreme Court now has to rule on a big picture whether Roe v. Wade is indeed constitutional. And I believe that five judges sitting on the court now don't think it is. Roberts will probably side with the liberals on that. Or a more limited ruling. And we don't know yet what the Supreme Court's going to decide, whether they're going to go after Roe v. Wade and say, you know what, this is illegal. The Supreme Court made a mistake in 73. Nothing in the Constitution all right, gives the federal government the power to say there can be abortion from Seattle, Washington to Key West, Florida. And there's nothing in the Constitution that allows the government to do that. That would be getting rid of Roe v. Wade and then giving the states, each state, 50 of them, the authority to regulate abortion within its borders. You with me so far? Okay. So the pro-abortion people, of which Joe Biden is one, even though he is a Roman Catholic, he is pro-abortion. He wants the procedure in America. Okay, I'm glad I'm not Joe Biden because that'll be a tough explanation on Judgment Day, if there is a Judgment Day, if he's a practicing Roman Catholic. A very tough explanation there, just so you know. So Biden immediately comes out on the side of the progressive movement because he is held captive by the far left. And here's what Biden said today. Go. Because one of the issues that this court, many of the members of the court, a number of the members of the court, have not acknowledged is that there is a right to privacy in our Constitution. I strongly believe there is. I think the decision of his law was was correct overruling. I think the decision of Roe was correct because there's a right to privacy. Yeah, there's a right to privacy, but not when it infringes on the public good. Now, Joe Biden couldn't understand that. He's not smart enough to understand it. He was told And he parroted what he was told, right to privacy is in the Constitution. That's why Roe v. Wade is constitutional. We do have a right to privacy, but not a blanket right to privacy. So if you are doing something in private that affects the so-called public good, you can't do it. Like taking heroin or methamphetamine 
or fentanyl. If you do that in private, you can still be arrested because the law says that public safety overrides privacy in many areas. And that's just one example. I can give you 100. So just because you do something in private doesn't mean you can do it. Now, then you get into the argument of, okay, um, there's another force involved here in your privacy, and that is the fetus. It's not just you. Right? That's the argument. That a fetus with a heartbeat at five weeks must be protected by law. Now, the far left doesn't believe that. Doesn't believe that the fetus has any rights at all to life. That's why it's called the right to life movement. Fetus doesn't believe the unborn have any rights at all. None. So if you have a headache 30 minutes before you're supposed to give birth, doctor can go in and kill that unborn child. Because you have a headache and you don't want it. That's what we have here in New York State, where I am right now. That's the law. So I'm just appealing to Americans in a common sense way. Right to privacy doesn't give you, the American citizen, the right to harm yourself. Suicide's against the law. I mean, you can't enforce it because the person's dead, but it's illegal to commit suicide or encourage suicide. See? But Biden, he doesn't understand any of this. I mean, because he's not... Again, he's not smart enough to understand it. Never thought about it. All he does is what he's told to do. And that's not an exaggeration. That's exactly what's happening here in this country. Okay, so what is the likely outcome? Um, the likely outcome is that the Supreme Court will rule five to four to remove Roe v. Wade. I didn't think that was going to happen, but now... I'm looking at the players and I'm looking at the issues. They want to stop. The Supreme Court wants to stop all of these lawsuits. And they will never stop if Roe v. Wade is still there. Every time a state tries to limit abortion in any way, there's going to be a lawsuit. And Roe v. Wade is going to be. So these five, the five conservatives, okay, are going to say enough. The state should be able to regulate abortion as the state the people see fit. That is the likely outcome. That is causing hysteria on the left. Because remember, abortion to the progressive movement is a commandment. You can't be a progressive. You cannot even associate with a progressive unless you are pro-choice. They banish you. All right, this is one of those rules of progressivism that all abortions are fine. There should be no limitations at all, ever. Therefore, most Americans couldn't possibly be progressive because they object, the polls show, to abortions in the third trimester, for example. Majority, overwhelming majority of Americans object to that because it's barbaric. Unless, of course, there's extenuating circumstance, and we always know that. So I'm going to play you two sound bites of hysterical reaction last night. Go. 
in the event that we had a Republican president in 2024, um, that's where we'd be. We'd be at a, you know, South America-style nationwide abortion ban in America. And we're no longer talking only about the fact that certain states like New York would be able to preserve the right uh, to abortion and other states would have, would have different results depending on their makeup. We're now also talking about um, the complete elimination of abortion through federal statute throughout the country. That's not true. See, now, Maddow's a loon. We all know that. There's no doubt about it. He's a progressive loon. But that guy you just heard, that guy's name is Preet Bahara. He was the U.S. attorney for the Southern District in New York, the most powerful law enforcement agent in New York State up until Trump sacked him. This guy's a nut. Bahara, are you kidding me? There's nobody saying, and the Supreme Court wouldn't say it, that all 50 states have to ban abortion. It's not even close to being what is in play. Yet Bahara puts it out there because he's not truthful. He knows what the truth is. I guess I can't believe this guy. You don't know how powerful this guy was. And this is another good thing that Trump did. Trump got him out. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay, so let's wrap this up uh, in a way, and I, and I hope I've been clear. If I haven't been clear, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, happy to answer any question about this tomorrow. Um, please email me and uh, tell me what you think. But to wrap it all up, there's going to be a change in the abortion law at the federal level. I think Roe v. Wade is going to be out. Um, Biden says, oh, we're going to have Congress pass a law. That doesn't matter. See, Joe doesn't even understand this. So you have Congress pass a law, which is not going to happen, by the way, because no Republicans are going to vote for this, that uh, uh, abortion is legal everywhere in the United States and the Supreme Court can't do anything. That's against checks and balances. Supreme Court will throw that law out in a second. But Joe doesn't understand that. So Joe goes, oh, we're going to codify Roe v. Wade. Go ahead. Supreme Court will just knock it out. But does Joe know that? Does he know how the system works? No, he doesn't. This is frightening. It really is. So there'll be a lot of uh, boom, boom, boom. Finally, the political implications will help the Democrats somewhat. You'll get some people on the independent side who would maybe don't like Biden and want that administration out to say, well, abortion's so important to me that I'll go with the Democrats again. I don't think that's going to be many because everybody's suffering with the economy now. 
And that's going to be the override in November. Remember, this ruling will be made in June by the Supreme Court. By November, it'll be, it'll be still around. But is it going to be a big factor in the midterms? I don't think so. I could be wrong, but that's how I see it. Okay, that is the memo. Now let's bring in our guest, Cheryl Chumley. She is the online opinion editor for The Washington Times. She has a brand new book out, which I'm reading right now. It's very interesting. It's called Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. And I'm part of that your, so I don't want my freedom taken away. She comes to us from Northern Virginia. So let's do the abortion thing. I, I spent mm, 14 minutes on it. Did I leave anything out or mislead anyone? Should I have done better? No, I, I, I think, first off, thank you very much for having me. Um, and I do think you hit all the hot points on where this case could lead, where the Supreme Court could lead America. And I just want to mention that I think returning uh, Roe v. Wade to the states to decide is entirely proper and constitutional. That's where abortion sh should have stayed in the first place. And what it's going to do is it's going to cause chaos in those state legislatures because, of course, nobody is going to want to go on record supporting abortion. They're going to have uh, considerations with all their constituents. It's going to throw states into political chaos for a very long time. But we'll finally get people on record going the duly process, the duly legislative process route. And one other quick thing, I, I think this could actually open the door for gay marriage to be a consideration once again, because uh, gay marriage was actually not passed by law, not by Congress. It was also thrown through the court system. So uh, I think there are a whole bunch of ramifications that we're going to be seeing from this for a very long time. I don't think there's any state that would ban gay marriage. I don't think a constituency would support that. But abortion, there are states like Oklahoma, Mississippi, that would ban it. But already states like New York and California are drawing up laws that say, you come here. And, and I'm sure some of my tax dollars are going to be used to import women who want to have abortions from states that are restrictive to New York to have those operations. So already that is in play. Now, the hysteria on the left, can you explain to me, Cheryl, because you know this world pretty well, why abortion is a centerpiece of the progressive movement? Why? Well, I think it's because it goes to their idea that women can be men and men can be women and so forth. And if you cut it down to the basic root, it's a rebellion against God because the left, by and large, has become a secular, uh, humanist, atheist movement. And you can see that in the political world when the Democrat Party tried to remove God from its platform. And you can see it, how the issues play out that they, that they try to advocate for. So it, in the end, what it is, is women basically who want to be allowed the same freedoms of, as men in terms of recreational sex, and they don't want to face the consequences of it. And, and it's also another way of tearing down the nuclear family, the traditional American family, uh, where you can get pregnant and you don't have to have the baby. It's just a choice. And uh, it, there, there's no consequences for actions. That's what it ultimately comes down to. You know, the progressive movement pride itself on human rights. That's all we ever hear about from that crew, human rights, human rights, human rights. But when the unborn is the subject, there are no human rights. I guess because the progressives say, well, the unborn aren't human. Does that stack up 
when you have a heartbeat after five weeks. I, I mean, I'm just trying to be fair here, but where's the human rights component from the progressive movement in the abortion debate? Yeah, that, that is the singular most powerful argument from the pro-life side. The look at the science, the very same science that the left constantly, at least over the last couple of years, has told uh, all of America to look at. And the science is clear on what the left likes to paint as just a group of cells, just a mass, a blob on a Petri dish. Uh, these are actual lives. These are actual babies. And they have heartbeats and uh, limbs. And uh, they may not be able to breathe and live on their own at an early state. But at the very same time, they're actual life forms. And I don't think the science can dictate uh, to the left that they're allowed to say that uh, fetuses are nothing to worry about. They're actual babies. Okay, they'll never accept that. You know that. All right, so your <laughs> book is Locked Down, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. How many socialists, real hardcore, we want to get rid of capitalism, want the federal government to control the economy and then dole out the money to Americans as the federal government sees fit. What percentage of elected people do you think fall under that banner? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question, and it's a very difficult question to answer because what happens is the left disguises its socialist intent, right? It's socialist slash Marxist slash collectivist intent. So if you look at the political makeup of Congress, you have four uh, self-declared democratic socialists of America. And even they would say they're not socialists. So what you have to do is you have to look at what these people vote for, what they support, what they advocate, what they fight against. And if you look at that, you see the Democrat Party by and large is comprised of uh, a large population of card-carrying socialists. They just don't call themselves that. But it's the people who support the, the Green New Deal and the Build Back Better uh, program and Medicare for all and free college tuition for all. You have to look at what they support. As far as numbers go, the DSA, I can tell you, just a few years ago had 25,000 members, so they claimed. Nowadays, they are claiming upwards of 90,000. So that's a significant mindset shift in America where people even want to be affiliated with an organization that one time was an ugly word. Now, DSA is Democratic Socialists of America. Is that what it is? Yes. And they're okay. not a part of their movement. All right. Now, I'm on the, in your book, I'm on the part where you are um, posturing uh, that COVID and all the restrictions attached to the pandemic were really part of a bigger picture to deny freedom of expression. Do I have it right? Yes. Yes, you do. How did you come to that conclusion? Well, without a doubt, the left has politicized and weaponized the pandemic. And the fact that we at this stage in the pandemic, which isn't even a pandemic any longer, are still fighting things like face mask mandates in certain parts of society and social distance and get the vaccine, get the vaccine and the boosters and all the boosters the government tells you to get at this point in time is ridiculous. And when I started watching the government's reaction to the coronavirus way back when it first came to America, America. And when Donald Trump was president, I even opined in the Washington Times in April of 2020, that's at the very beginning, that the coronavirus would go down in history as the biggest political hoax. And I was vilified for that. But look at where we are now. 
We have had every individual liberty, every God-given liberty put in jeopardy or entirely stripped from us. And we've had to cheer as we've had those rights handed back to us, rights that don't belong in the government's hands to give back to us in the first place. And so now we're moving into this uh, post-pandemic phase where if you look outside America's borders at the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset that the left likes to still claim is a conspiracy, you can see all that woke corporate uh, type rhetoric hitting hard at America and stripping still individuals of their rights, turning the, the free market on its head and threatening our constitution. Okay. Now, two things. The reason that um, the left embraced all of this government power to tell Americans what to do in response to COVID is they want Americans to get used to being told what to do. Correct? I agree. Okay. But secondly, if you have a pandemic that's killing literally millions of people all over the world, and that is a danger, the government has a responsibility to step up and try to defeat that pandemic. Would you agree with that? I agree. Okay. And the way that the government did that through Donald Trump was to develop this vaccine, which doesn't totally protect you from getting the contagion, but mitigates the damage. And then said to Americans, hey, in some cases, we want, we're going to force you to take the vaccine because you're in contact with so many other people. That doesn't seem to be illogical to me. It doesn't seem to be, but here's where I deviate. In America, it's your individual right to either accept or refuse a medical treatment. And the problem I have with government saying that you must take a vaccine, and I, I detail in the book, it's, it's a lot longer than a soundbite, but if you go back to the big hysteria, this hysteria over the pandemic, Anthony Fauci was out there using computer modeling to predict X amount of deaths in X amount of time, which is the same type of alarmism we get from the climate change radicals. They use computer modeling and they start predicting this and that in so many years will happen unless government comes in and saves us. Absolutely. I know what the ruse is, but the fact yes. remains, Cheryl, the fact remains that without any restrictions, COVID would have killed far more people in the United States, I believe. I think you believe that too. And when it comes to personal vaccinations or medical um, things, if you don't comply, for example, with the measles vaccine, your kid doesn't go to school. So they can't come to your house and jab the kid with the vaccine for measles, but you can't go to school unless you're vaccinated because they want to keep the measles from being, from spreading. You see, so there, it seems to be a balance in here. I'll give you the last word. I'm gonna have to say I disrespectfully disagree. I mean, disrespectfully. Sure, sure. <laughs> sure. I, I, I like people who disagree with me. I, I respectfully disagree with what you said about um, being certain that the vaccines and all the mitigation measures saved lives. That to me seems something that's unprovable. I mean, you can take a best case scenario and you can use your logic and you can take the best scientific uh, advisement and studies and make that case, but I don't happen to agree with that at this point. Okay, just, just let me tell you, I am a fact-based guy and I looked at 
the areas where vaccinations were high as opposed to how many people contracted COVID as compared to the areas where vaccinations were low and the lower areas had much higher rates of transmission of COVID. That's how I formed my opinion. Last word, and I want to remind everybody the book is Lockdown. It's out today. It's well worth reading. And we always appreciate Cheryl coming on. Last word, Cheryl. Thank you very much for having me. I do have some information and data in my book where it seems to uh, uphold my own point of view that you can't uh, accurately say that lives were saved by all the government's interventions. I'm just going to Vax. Hey, Cheryl, thanks a lot. We'll have you back soon. Very interesting discussion. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Okay, so I got my statement, uh, my financial statement for April yesterday, and I had to be revived. I had to have people come in. Um, so my whole portfolio dropped a lot. Um, and I told you yesterday, I'm not panicking. I'm going to hang tough. But it was a bigger drop than I thought it was going to be. Okay, that's life in the fast lane. I only have 22, 23% of my portfolio in stocks, but my bond holdings went down big. All of this is because of Joe Biden. Now, I'm trying not to be bitter. I told everybody this was going to happen before the election. People didn't care. 80 million Americans didn't care. Now, everyone is suffering. Everyone who is in the capitalistic system, not on the dole, earning money honestly, we are all suffering. And the Wall Street Journal backs that up today by saying that stocks and bonds are falling in tandem at the fastest pace in decades. That is right on Biden's doorstep. And that's why I believe he's going to be wiped out in November. So the S&P 500 down 13% so far this year. That's a lot. All right, we're four months into the year. The U.S. aggregate bond index is down 10%. So you can see there's no safe haven. Now, people say, well, what do I do? What do I do? You do nothing. You hold tight. I have stop losses on my stocks. I think 50% of them have been sold already because I did that. All right, and that's okay. The cash that I have, when things begin to, to you know, stabilize, and I hope they will, then I'll go back and I'll take a look at what bargains there are. But my time frame is two years here. I don't know what yours is, but you should have one. In two years, I think I'll be back ahead of where I started when Biden was elected. I knew this was going to happen because, again, he doesn't understand economics. You couldn't understand economics and do what he did to the fossil fuel industry in America. You just couldn't understand. Nobody with an understanding of how economics works would ever do that. He doesn't know. I mean, this is frightening. All right, the only good news is that there are plenty of jobs, and that's what's keeping the United States out of a recession. We may go into one. But people, if you want to work, you can and earn a decent wage. The problem is that inflation takes that wage away and puts you in debt because inflation is 10%. Maybe you'll get a 5% raise. Okay. 
But according to the Fitch Ratings Report, another economic pinhead outfit, by the end of this August coming, pandemic job losses will be done. So we'll have uh, more jobs than we had when the country shut down under Trump. That's good news. Okay, border arrests. This is another. Biden doesn't, he's not, I I hate to be repetitive. I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. He's not smart enough to run this country. And it's not even close. Okay, so now in April, 200,001, 200,001 arrests at the southern border. I mean, 200,000 human beings. Now, this is actually down from March. In March, it was 200,021. All right, arrested. So it's down 9% in April. I don't know why, but it's still, in two months, it's 400. 25,000 foreign nationals arrested at the border. And you know that another 200,000, 400,000 got in. And a lot of these people who have been arrested got in. They just released them. It's incredible. Poll, Trafalgar, pretty good, pretty good group. Uh, Democrat, 39, Republican, 36, Independent, 25, uh, on immigration. First question. Do you believe the Biden administration should close the southern border until a solution is reached? 56% close the border, 34% no. Hispanic voters close the border 65%. Wow. 28% no. Democrats close the border 22%. There's the progressives. No, 59%. Republicans, 89% close the border, 7% no. Other independent, yes, close the border, 52, no, 39. All right. Now, we have a partner for foreign news, uh, the dailychatter.com crew, dailychatter.com. They're our partner. They cover foreign news for us because I can't afford to send my people to Poland. All right. Now, there are 5 million Ukrainians who have left their country since Putin invaded it. 5 million. 3 million have gone to Poland. That is more than a population of Warsaw, the capital of Poland. Now, I applaud Poland. It's a primarily Catholic country. They are doing humanitarian work. It's tremendous. They're saving thousands of lives, the Poles are. So I thought you'd like to know. If you want the best foreign news, dailychatter.com. The Pope has requested a meeting with Putin. He says he'll fly to Moscow. Uh, He's trying to end this thing. He compares it to Rwanda in 1994 when one million Africans were killed in a conflict there. The Pope is comparing the two. Um, The Pope uh, released a report that says he talked to the patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church, Creel, for 40 minutes. Half of that time, Creel read from a sheet of paper with all the justifications for the war, according to Pope Francis. So Creel is what you call a false prophet. The Bible is full of them. I feel bad for the Russian Orthodox Catholics, Christians, You're led by a false prophet. 
Putin, according to a very sketchy report, is undergoing cancer surgery. I don't know. I don't believe much that comes out of Russia. I don't know. I just out there, but who knows? Back in the USA, California's population falls again. All right, in the last two years, 2020, 21, three million people have left California. Three million. Think something's wrong there? I do believe there is. So California remains the most populated state, 39 million people there. Texas is second, 29 million. Um, But they're coming to Texas and they're leaving California and they're leaving New York where I am too. Stay in history, May 3rd, 1946, Japanese war criminals went on trial. 28 of them, including Tojo, the big villain in Japan. All right, they were charged with a variety of war crimes. Out of the 28 tried, 23 were either executed, seven were executed, 16 sentenced to life imprisonment. Tojo was hung. And that trial began 76 years ago today. All right, good mail segment and a final thought about the Killing the Killers release today. And we had to move the town hall. I'm going to tell you all about that. We'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Let's go to the mail uh, on the message board. Lee, concierge member, direct access to me, Lee has. Bill, isn't the Biden administration all about propaganda at this point? They have ruined the economy. They're hell-bent on maintaining the course, even though polling suggests the Democrats are in for a drubbing. If the administration had any sense of self-preservation, they would have changed the course by now. They don't know what to do. None of their uh, programs have worked, and they don't know what to do. Not going to admit a mistake, which is, you know. 
Dennis Schimmel, the villages, Florida. Bill, with all the damage Biden is doing, what would it take for him to pass James Buchanan as the worst president ever? It's not going to pass him. All right, the Civil War happened because of James Buchanan. And that was the worst thing that's ever happened in this country. Gerald Christensen, Anaconda, Montana. Bill, when Congress turns over in November, will the Republicans be able to stop the invasion we are experiencing at the southern border? No. Okay, not going to be able to force any border policy. Biden will veto any new law. But they can embarrass Biden a lot, and they could impeach Biden for not enforcing immigration law. Karen Barracks, Whitewater, Colorado. Bill, what can the American people do about the Disinformation Governance Board? Why would you want to do anything? It's, I told you. I guess you didn't see the show last night, Karen. It's nothing. Nothing. No power. No one takes it seriously. Nothing. Relax. Christopher Cotrano, Brooklyn, New York. Bill, I've been following you since 1996 at The Factor. I want to say thank you for your stellar contribution to journalism, your hard work in delivering the truth and giving the folks a sense of calm during such precarious times. My question, what advice would you give Donald Trump in order to reverse the tide of disdain he has created? Look, I told the president very respectfully that if he did in public what he did at the history shows, the four that we did together, landslide win for him in 2024. Jeff Pollack, Wake Forest, North Carolina. Thank you for saving the day with the No Spin News, O'Reilly. It was the very beginning of 2002 when I said no more media, and then I found you. We're glad you're with us, Jeff. Okay? I mean, and we want everybody to spread the word about BillOReilly.com and our news agency. Very important you do that. Jerry Grohn, Libertyville, Illinois. Bill, who's the most interesting person you have ever met? That would be my paternal grandfather, John O'Reilly. He was a hero in the Battle of Meuse-Argonne, World War I which was the bloodiest battle ever for American forces. And he was a New York City police officer, my paternal grandfather. Okay, um, let's get serious about mom and dad on their days. Get the mugs, stand up for your country, very reasonable. Give them premium memberships to BillOReilly.com. Get a free book of any book you want, including Killing the Killers. That's a win across the board. And it's not that expensive. Save some money. Word of the day, do not be a lout, L-O-U-T, when writing to us. Back with a final thought in a moment. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All 
Okay, here is the final thought of the day. Killing the killers in the marketplace. Rocketed on Amazon to the top 10. And uh, we know you're going to like this book. We know it. So renew your premium membership, become a concierge uh, member, upgrade, get the free book. Okay? But buy it. But get it. You'll learn so much and you won't be able to put it down. All right? Also, we are going to do the town hall, live town hall, a week from today, May 10th. Instead of the 11th, I have to do something for WABC Radio on the 11th that I didn't know about until yesterday. So we're going to switch it to May 10th. It'll be live 9 to 10 Eastern Time, taking your questions. Okay, get them into us. And we're going to do this. We're going to have fun. We'll answer questions on killing the killers. Anything else you want to know? It'll be a really entertaining hour and informative. All for premium members only on BillOReilly.com. So please sign up. Thank you for watching tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.